Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Guys, I want you to know we are in this series calling those things that be not as though they were. I want you to look at me in 1 Corinthians 1, 1, 27, and 28. And this has been our textual position because God has chosen the method of using things that are not manifest to produce and change the world that you see. In 1 Corinthians 1, 27, it says, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Man, it is so rich. I want you to see this. God has chosen. Now, God's not calling you and me foolish. He's just saying the system that I gave you doesn't make natural sense. It makes spiritual sense, but not natural sense. To confound the wise, God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things that are despised hath God chosen. He's chosen the things which are not to bring to naught the things that are. Man, you see that? So the unseen things of faith, I'm going to explain this to you. I've been talking about this. We're going to change the seen things. Now, I want you to go with me over here. Come with me to 2 Corinthians. And as you look at this, the spirit of faith. We've been here, but I need to kind of build this up. 2 Corinthians 4.13, we having the same spirit of faith, right? We understand that. Because you have to understand something. The un- and then we're going to go to Romans 4.17. You know that. The unseen realm is more powerful than the seen realm because that's where faith resides. Okay? You and I have spent probably 99% of our time calling things the way they are. The Bible says that it's our job and responsibility to walk by faith and not call it the way we see it but call it the way God said it. And this is where you see the spirit of faith operating mostly. It says, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. Now, I want you to understand that. You have to find what has been written. All right? Jesus only spoke what was written. Jesus only lined his life up to what was written. That's the word of God. If it wasn't in the word of God, Jesus didn't find agreement with it. He rejected it, he refused it, and he basically refuted it. He would not make it part of him. He stood in the word. It is written. You remember even when Satan came to try him after he was in the wilderness. It is written. He didn't say, I'm God. He didn't say, I got power and authority. He didn't say, I could beat you, devil. He said, it is written. He went to scriptures to produce the strength to overcome the temptations of life. We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. He said what? The spirit of faith looks to what is written, believes it, and therefore speaks. That's a powerful tool to remember. Look at verse 17. He says, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. So he's saying, now he tells you what to do. 
He says, stop looking at which things are seen and start looking at the things which are not seen. Now, that makes sense. For the things which are seen are temporal, subject to change, but the things that are not seen are eternal. So what does that mean? Now, watch. Now, listen. This is where faith works. You can't call that marriage what you see right now because it could get better with the substance that God's got, the substance of faith from the word of God. Now, let me explain that. Everybody's got room to grow. Your marriage can grow. Your relationship with your kids can grow. Stop calling it the way it is. Start calling it the way you want it to be. That's powerful because that puts you in the motion of faith and not in the circumstances of life. That's what Romans 4, 17 is all about. Now, I say that calm because I want you to get this because I, I really need you to see this. In Romans 4, 17, I think... Um, there's an understanding that the grace of God kicks in a little bit earlier than there. Um, can you go to 16? Because I think this is what you got to see. This is the grace package that God put together. Now, I, I, a lot of people leave verse 16 out, okay? Because you understand the, he, he kind of moves the law out of the way in Romans, and he starts talking about the faith life, but he talks about the access of grace. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace. So he said, faith and grace, to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, that's us, not that only which is of the law, outside of the family of God, but to also which is of the faith of Abraham, that's us, who is the father of us all. So he's saying, look, man, the believers in Abraham, the outsider is not, but God made the promise to all the seed of the earth. So everybody can have it if you come in the family. As it is written, I have made thee the father of many nations. He's talking about Abraham. Now, I want you to see this. As it is written. Now, he's going right back to what is written. You see that language right there? What has been written? I made Abraham the father of many nations. And I want to remind you, Abraham, what was written about you. That's what God's been trying to do with me and you. Remember what I wrote about you. And remember what access I gave you through the word of God. That is yes and amen to all the promises of God. That all the promises of God are yes and amen. That means if we find what has been written, we have access because we are the seed of Abraham. We're the children of God. It's a love book. Come on. We can go. I have made thee the father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and call those things that be not as though they were. Sounds just like the 2 Corinthians 4. Sounds just like the 1 Corinthians. Change truth, what? Uh, bring to naught, what? What do you mean? Quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to understand something about that. Now, this is kind of wild when you see this, because when you look at Romans 4, 17, calleth those things, Call it those things which be not as though they were. You could find a, 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 a bunch of the, now watch, go to Romans 8, 29, and 30. Now I'm going to start running on this. That's our, those are our, our foundational scriptures. And I keep reading them because you spent 50 years, 40 years, 60 years programmed by what you see. And I'm supposed to have three weeks and change your mind? You got to hear these scriptures. There's power in that word. Look at Romans 8, 29. And 30, okay? 
For whom he did foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that, we might, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. We understand that. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them also he called, and also whom he called, he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Now, you see that right there? He called. Now, I want you to see something right here. Now, I want you to look at all this stuff just from a different, just from a different perspective. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them also he called, okay? And whom he called, he justified. Now, I think sometimes when we get called, you know what I mean? Now, 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 you know, I understand there's a calling, but he called you justified. He called you. He called you forward. He's, see, this is what I'm trying to say. I don't want you just getting stuck with, oh, you know, um, you know I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm called of God. I know we're called of God. Everybody's called of God, but think what I'm saying. He called you. He called your future. God spoke stuff about you, not just what he wrote about you in the word of God. He called your destiny. He predestined you means this. Now, you still got choices. Don't, don't go getting off this bandwagon, you know, like, oh, my life's all designed. No, you got choices and consequences. But here's the thing. God's got a track for you. He spoke it into existence. And I never want you to leave that because I think one of the dangers of this is this. He, as it was written, it was written about Abraham, and the Bible's been written about us, but you've been called, amen, amen? You've been called. You've been called blessed. You've been called prosperous. You've been called fruitful and multiply. You've been called, amen? You, he spoke some stuff over your life, not just a calling like a pastor. He called you some stuff. He called you exceedingly and wonderful and beautiful and blessed. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. So God spoke into existence your position in the earth. So don't lose sight of that because I think that's important because I think what God calls those things which be not as though they were. So stop saying what you see and stop telling it like it is and tell it like it needs to be. Words are a serious business, guys. You know that from Proverbs 18.21. You can put that up there. Proverbs 18.21. You know, words are a serious business. And as believers, we need to get serious about learning how to use them. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. My God in heaven, I felt that. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Your mouth's putting you over and your mouth's putting you under. You know that? The Bible tells us that he used words to call those things which be not as though they were. So are you calling things that be not as though they were? Most people, most Christians don't have the faintest idea even how to do this. They spend their whole life telling it like it is. Oh, my aching back. Are you just calling that aching back? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. God calls you justified. So every time you call yourself a sinner and you call yourself weak and you call yourself, man, I'm going to tell you what. This message removes a lot of soulish connection to things that you should be disconnected from anyway because of your place in faith. Why well, I'm weak. Not a weak, tell the weak, be strong. Let the weak say they're strong. Well, that's lying. That's not lying. That's calling forth what God called forth for you to have in life. You mean I'm supposed to say I'm healed when I'm feeling sick? I'm supposed to say I'm prosperous when I'm penniless? That sounds like I'm lying. No, no, no. There's a vast difference between lying and speaking by faith. A lie is meant when you deceive someone. It's designed to make someone believe something that's not true. See that? 
That's what lying is. Lying is trying to get someone to believe something that's not true. But to speak by faith is simply to speak the words that agree with the word of God instead of the circumstances around you. I'm going to say that again. So, Pastor Chris, if I'm broke and I put my hands in my pocket, I got no money, you tell me I'm supposed to call myself rich? Isn't that lying? No. Watch this. A lie is meant to deceive someone. You're not trying to deceive someone. It's designed to make someone believe something that's not true. That's not what we're doing. We're speaking by faith, and it is simply to speak the words that agree with the word of God instead of the circumstances around you. It's speaking from your spirit instead of speaking from your mind. Did you get that? Woo! That's what 2 Corinthians 4.13 was. We having the same spirit of faith as he had who wrote. I believe and therefore I have spoken. We believe and therefore we speak. That's what the Amplified Bible says. You want to look at 2 Corinthians 4.13? Look at 2 Corinthians 4.13. I know we looked at it. Look at it in the Amplified Bible, though. Look at the Amplified. Read it. I believed and therefore I have spoken. Look what it says there. Yet we have the same spirit of faith as he had who wrote. Woo! Wrote what? Wrote the Bible. We got the same spirit of faith as he who wrote, I believe, and therefore have I spoken, we too believe, and therefore we speak. You see that? Ain't that good? We having the same spirit as what? He who wrote it. Come on. Man, there are, look, 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 look. You, you, this is the key, man. There's, uh, this ain't wishing and hoping and, you know, dreaming and wacky stuff. This is calling things into existence. You got to call it forth. God called, every, God spoke everything into existence. Remember? Man. Remember we talked about this? You got to cross over from the sense knowledge to the spiritual realm because you're a spirit being. That's, if you're calling it like it's seen in the earth, you are in sense knowledge because that's the end of the matter. But if you get over in the spiritual realm, you call it the way God wrote it. And that's what he was trying to do with the, the children of Israel. Go see the promised land, and what, and, 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 and it's yours. But what do you see? They seen everything they weren't supposed to be looking at. Even in the midst of seeing that, naturally, he had the kingdom of heaven waiting for them. That's what God's done with everybody in the Bible. This is what the key is. Yeah, I'm going to give you a story. You, you want to see a cool story? Go to 2 Kings 6, 14, and we're going to see something here. It's really good. 2 Kings 6.14, y'all know the servant of Elijah, and I'm going to explain it to you. Calling things that be not as though they were involves looking at what is not seen and exalting it above what is seen. Did you get that? This is the foundational principles you're learning. Calling things that be not as though they were involves looking at what is not seen and exalting it above what is seen. Oh, that's the Bible. That's the Bible. That's, that's old school. That ain't no old school. That's Bible. That's new school. Now, look at what it says here, right? Because I'm going to pull these. I pulled this out of my spirit, so, so you got you to go with me because I'm, I'm taking you here. Therefore, he, therefore, sent he the horses and the chariots and the great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. You all know the story. Look at verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early, and gone for, behold, the host compassed the city, both with horses and with chariots. And the servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? He's like, we in trouble, that's how we do. And look what he says here. Keep going. 
And he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And he's like, what are you talking about? We're surrounded by horses and chariots, and you all know the story, and you get the overview of it, and I, I'm, you read it when you go home. Glory to be to you are home, but read it anyway. But what is he saying? He's saying, look, he said the servant of the Lord was journeying, and what happened? The servant Elijah, right, the servant Elijah, look at verse 17. Here we go. You're going to see this, what? Calling things that be not and looking at what is what? Exalting above the scene realm. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened his eyes of the young man and he saw. What did he see? And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of the fire of God was round about Elijah. You see that right there? What am I trying to tell you? Man, there's an unseen realm that's all around us. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not real. Now, I'm telling you, I'm, stre- I'm not stretching you too far out, but what am I saying? Man, there's, there's a spirit realm that's in the natural realm that we cannot see with the physical eye, but when we speak spiritual things, it starts moving that spiritual realm to affect the natural realm you live in. And that's what happened. They were surrounded, and this young, he started freaking out. Elijah's like, I could see into the realm. You need to open his eyes and let him see. What am I trying to say? Man, you don't think God's brought help to help you in the time of need? Man, the servant of Elijah wasn't wrong about what he saw. They were surrounded by an army, and we, they were no match. But Elijah focused on the unseen and released faith in what the natural eye could not see until God opened his servant's eyes. Come on, man. You got to see that right there. That is so powerful because you think about something here. God had what? Elijah focused on the unseen realm and released faith in what could not be seen. God said he's going to bring us help. You know what I mean? How many life situations do you and I go through that when I'm looking at it, it looks devastating? What am I going to do? And if you just keep looking at what it looks like, how in the world is this marriage? How in the world are my finances? How in the world are we going to make it through this pandemic? How, my God, we don't even get to go to church like this. What are we going to do? And all these things look so almost um, overwhelmingly, the obstacles look so strong. But how many of you know the Bible said, man, just pause for a minute in the presence of God and I need you to see what the word of God says. Man, don't you know nothing can separate you from the love of God? Don't you know that God will make a way even in the wilderness? Don't you know God will take care of you? God who calls the end from the beginning. My God, he called the end from the beginning. Jesus, that sounds so good, don't it? So here's some powerful, um, here's some, I don't know, some powerful proof, truths that can help you. Um, one of the things I want you to do is write these down because they're going to help you. Well, how do I do it, Pastor Chris? You know what I mean? I'm in this thing, and I know I'm supposed to call things that be not as though they were, but how do I, how do I really effectively get this done? Well, I'm going to give you a couple of, 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 of proof, uh, proof, proof producers that are going to help you in understanding that God wants you to call those things that be not as though they were, amen? And what's that mean? He don't want you calling it like you see it. So here are some powerful principles. Number one, we need to apply the principles of God and be patient. That's so good. Just keep doing what you know to do. Look at 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 1 and 3 in the Passion Translation. 1 Thessalonians 1 and 3. Look at what it says here. Now, I want you to understand this. 
Apply the principles and be patient. So what am I asking you to do? Step number one, start calling those things that be not as though they were. And keep doing it and be patient in doing it. It's going to take a little time, but it's got to work. It's a spiritual law. Look what it says. For we remember before our God and Father how you put your faith into practice how your love motivates you to serve others, and how unrelenting is your hope-filled patience in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see that right there? Put what? How you put your faith into practice. You gotta put your faith into practice with this, calling those things that be not as though they were. Just because, just because you try it once doesn't mean it's automatically gonna work. You got to build a consciousness of calling things. Because wasn't that Hebrews 11.1? You want to see Hebrews 11.1? Let him see Hebrews 11.1 through 3. It makes a lot of sense because this is where faith is released. Faith gets released in calling things that be not as though they were. Look what it says here. Now faith is the substance of what? Things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Substance of things hoped for, yeah, want to change the situation. I got to get new substance and find hope to change the situation I'm looking at. Look what it says here. What? The evidence of things not seen. So faith is in the not seen realm. So how in the world can we keep looking in the seen realm? Let's get out of the seen realm to go to the not seen realm because we understand by it the elders obtained a good report. So faith put a good report in her mouth. Watch. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which were seen were not made, which were the things which do appear. What does that mean? So the unseen words created the seen realm we're living in because you don't see them. You, you picture them. You see what I'm saying? And then you speak them, and they come from hope. So apply the principles and be patient. Now, that's patience, man. Nobody, you know, you know you're just like, oh, my God, how long do I got to be patient? Well, you got to be patient for a long time. Everybody say, yay, praise the Lord. How many of you love patience? Come on, somebody, everybody say maybe. Amen. <laughs> what do you mean? No, but look what it says in James 1 and 4. And you all know this. It says, let patience do its job. I want you to see, show you this because I think that sometimes when you see it, it really brings a powerful help to you, okay? Look what it says there. And uh, um, I think some of the, let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. What does that mean? Now, I want you to look at this, too. If you look at it in the Amplified, it reads, uh, um, it reads a little bit easier um, because it shows you that you got to be careful with, with, the, with the doubting season, okay? And I think, but let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly fully developed with no defects, laughing in nothing. No defects. 
You know what I'm saying? I got, I got somebody at the church here. They work in this, um, they work for this company, and they made me laugh. The other day. Some of you know who I'm talking about. He might be watching. He said, man, he said, well, you know, we're doing stuff, and if there's any defect with the parts, we've got to throw away the whole batch. And sometimes it's off like a little, like, like, a, like a micro. You know, you pull out this little micro adjuster, and they're like, man, if they're bad, you got to restart the whole set, and they can just get kicked off one little percent. Man, how many of you know God said, let patience or let endurance and steadfastness and patience. I like it. It's three words in the amp. It says, endurance, steadfastness, and patience have full play and do a thorough work so you may be people perfectly and fully developed, lacking in nothing, having no defects. Isn't that cool? So you have no spiritual defects. When you get patience, you just allow that patience to become a fruit that grows. You don't get affected. You ever see like when you're, when you're not patient, things seem to rattle you. Yeah, well, guess what? You'll start calling things like they are if you're not patient, and that is tough. Tough. Okay, here's another one. Just act like God would act. Here's point number two. Act like God would act. Well, what do you mean act like God would act? Well, it says the Bible says that God, right, who quickened the dead and called things that be not as though they were, if that's how God responds, how should me and you respond? Why? Well, bro, bro, Pastor, I just call it like I see it. Well, then you're in unbelief. Well, what do you mean? Well, faith ain't found in what's finished. Faith creates a, a new beginning. Come on, man. You see what I'm saying? I was going to call it like I see it. We walk by faith and not by what we see. Look at this scripture I found right in the Amplified. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Man, this is good stuff. This is so good. This is what he tells us to do. Now, can I, can I ask you a question? Did, a, did Abraham do this? Yes. Did Jesus do this? Yes. Did the apostle Paul act like this? Yes. They called things that be not. Jesus is, is, is a master of calling things that be not as though they were. Watch Ephesians 5 and 1. Therefore, be imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example. As well-beloved children imitate their father. You know, it's funny. I remember doing stuff like um, uh, with the kids, you know. And I remember, I, remember, I, remember, I remember them imitating things that I was doing. And I was like, I kind of thought I got a kick out of it. You know, when they're, when they're really, really little They'll pick up. They'll pick up some of your mannerisms and stuff, and the next thing you know, they're 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 kind of doing things like you do it because they're imitating you. They're imitating you because you become an example that they see in front of them. So they start imitating your 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 body language, your words, some of the things you say. Well, guess what? We need to imitate our heavenly Father. Walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another, as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us as a slain offering and sacrifice to God for you so that it became a sweet fragrance. Now, I want to give, give you something here. This is huge, right? Look what it says here. But well-beloved children imitate their father. Be an imitator. Therefore, be an imitator of God. So what does God do? Does God go, oh, it's dark outside. Let it stay dark. No, he said, I want light, and I speak light. So he said, this is what God did. This is the system of God. I see the way it is, 
but I say what I want to see. I see the picture, but I say what I want to see. I don't allow what I see to tell me what to say. I don't allow my eyes. I don't allow what I see to tell me what to say. I say what I want to see. You getting it? I don't go, ooh, this is what I see, so this is what I say. No, I say what I want to see. You get it? That's what God did. So imitate him. Oh, I don't, no, go slow. Look, 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 look. This is, this is good. This is helping you. I'm telling you, you got to pull this stuff in because this is the thing that starts happening. We get, we get in there. Look at Hebrews, same amplified, 13, 6, and 7. It's powerful. Hebrews 13, 6, and 7, and this truth right here is packing a punch. So we take comfort and are encouraged in what? And are what? Confidently and boldly we say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? Ain't that good? You see those other scripture references? Now remember, verse 7 now, remember your leaders and supervisors and authority, for it was they who brought you the word of God. Observe attentively and consider their manner of living, their outcome of a well-spent life, and imitate their faith, their convictions that God exists and he is the creator and ruler of all things, the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ and their leaning of their entire human personality on God and absolute trust and confidence in his power and his wisdom and his goodness. Did you see that though? Now look at the first part of that though, verse 17. Remember your leaders, look at verse 7, this is so good. Remember your leaders and supervisors and authority, for it was they who brought you the word of God. Remember they're also what? Observe attentively and consider their manner of living, their outcome, and imitate their faith. This is what he's saying. What did Abraham do? What did Jesus do? So I'm trying to like kind of sway you over to say, well, you know what? If God's calling it the way he wants to see it, and Abraham's calling it the way he wants to see it, and Jesus is calling it the way he wants to see it, and the apostle Paul called it the way he wants to see it, and you see these guys of faith in the Bible calling it, David said, I'm going to cut your head off, calling it the way he wants to see it, and you look at you, right, with Goliath. I call it the way I want to see it, but then what happens? We got to start becoming an imitator of them who what? Calling it the way they want to see it. Ain't that the truth? This is how you pack the spiritual punch you're supposed to so you can walk in victory in these areas. I promise you it's true. Here's another one. Stop confessing your weaknesses. Write that down. Stop it. Put a guard over your mouth. Stop confessing weakness. Ooh, that's so good, ain't it? Stop saying what you don't see, what you don't have. Listen to Psalm 16.2 in the Passion Translation. Stop confessing weakness. Stop confessing lack. Stop speaking losing. Stop speaking doubt 
unbelief and lack and loss and weak and I can't. Get rid of that stuff. Get rid of that negative attitude of saying you can't do it. You can't be it. You can't see it. You can't have it. That's not who you are anymore. Listen to what it says in Psalm 16 too. So I said to the Lord my God, you are my maker, my mediator, my master, and any good thing you find in me has come from you. And he said unto me, my holy lovers are wonderful and my majestic ones, my glorious ones, fulfilling all my desires. Yet there are those who yield to their weakness. Look at verse four. And they will have troubles and sorrows unending. Man, don't yield to your weakness. I never gathered with such ones nor give them honor in any way. Don't confess. There's ones who yield to their weakness. Don't yield to your weakness. Don't yield to the weakness of your mouth. Don't yield to the weakness of what you can't see or what you can't hear. Don't let the weakness of your senses override your spiritual sense. That's important, man. I want you to... Because God said he's going to strengthen you in your spirit. He's going to strengthen your spirit. That's Romans 8.26. Look at Romans 8.26 in the Passion Translation. Listen to what it says here. Man, I like that scripture, though, didn't you? What? Do not yield to your weakness. Man, that's so powerful. Why? You're going to have troubles and sorrows unending. Did you hear what I read there? Man, this is so good. Look what it says in Romans 8. It says, and in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, what? At times, we don't even know how to pray what the best things are for our life. The Holy Spirit rises up within us to do what? To super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional size and deep Deep emotional size, too deep for words. He's saying, man, isn't that good? He's like, the Holy Spirit's going to help you. So what are you talking weak for? You're not weak. Stop speaking weak. I like that, man. I like that. Yeah, those who yield to their weaknesses and they will have troubles and sorrow unending. So if you keep yielding to what you can't see, you're just going to have a load of trouble and a load of sorrow and unending. And man, God said that doesn't bring him honor. And I know, guys, it's a little bit of a stretch to change the way you see things, to change the way you're thinking, to change the way you're responding, to change the way you're speaking. But here's what you gotta remember. We have to act on the word of God. Write that down. We have to act on the word of God. That's another key point. We have to be doers of the word of God, not hearers only. This is what God has asked us to do. So you see in these powerful truths, I kept going, right? You knew number one, apply these principles and be patient. This is what you have to do. I'm going to be a sayer of what the word of God says in this situation of life, and I'm going to be speaking it no matter what. How about number two, right? Act like God would act. If God would call those things that be not as though they were, shouldn't you be calling those things that be not as though they were? Shouldn't you be acting? Well, if you're not acting like God, who are you acting like? I don't want to tell you, but you know, then you're acting like normal man. Stop confessing your weakness. Now, I want to finish with that one right there and then give you that next point a little slower because I think, you know, acting upon the word is powerful. But stop confessing your weakness. Now, here's where we're going to have to detach from the soul because your soul wants to talk all this weak, like your soul always kind of leans to the fallen state of who you are. You know, 
well, I can't do it. I can't be it. I can't. I've been disqualified from this. I've been disqualified from that. I'm not a good enough this. I'm not a good enough that. I don't speak good enough. I don't do that good enough. I don't think this. I don't have that. You got to lose weak talk. You got to get weakness out of your mouth. Come on, somebody. You cannot be talking weak. You got to start talking strong, faith-filled words. Now, why? Now, you say, well, Pastor Chris, but you know, I'm going through. Well, you know what? What do we say lion was? You're not trying to deceive anybody by calling things that be not as though they were. You're really, by, the more you call weakness, you're really, you're lying the more you speak weak. Because that's not who you are in your DNA. You got to act like God and you got to act on the word. Write that down. We have to act on the word of God. Look at James 121 Amplified. Man, I'll tell you, you got to get rid of this thing. You got to get rid of these mentalities. You got to get rid of these. Um, one of the biggest things that I really notice is you really got to get rid of, you got to get rid of these mindsets that are connected to, 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 to not being one with the word. Look what it says in James 121. So get rid of all uncleanness and what rampant outgrowth of wickedness. Boy, that sounds kind of bad, right? And in humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word of God, which is implanted and enrooted in your heart that contains the power to save your soul. But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it, and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in the mirror and forgets what manner a man he is. I got to be a doer of the word. Now, what do you mean, man? Well, guess what? You're going to have to train yourself. Now, write that down. Put that in there. Train myself. You're training like a champion. You're going to have to train yourself to say only what God says about situations and circumstances in your life. This is a good one, right? Call it the way the Bible calls it. Ooh, that's good. Want to know what you do to do that? Don't continually talk about what exists, especially if it doesn't agree with God's word. For the more you talk about it, the more you're going to believe it. The more you believe it, the more you're going to talk it. Both faith and fear come by hearing. Realize that. Don't allow this thing to affect you. Don't, 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 don't allow yourself to what? Continually think about what exists because what exists can be changed. I, I, I'm telling you, man, you could start speaking a brand new reality into your life. Woo, this is good. You got to understand this. Why? Because this is the problem. Most people are establishing what already exists by saying it. That's what you're doing. If you're broke and you keep speaking it, you're establishing what already exists, broke. If you're sick and you keep speaking it, you're establishing what already exists. See, to speak things that don't exist, we got to get faith substance that's in Hebrews 11.1 1, and speak the new word in there to release the power, the divine ability. What are they doing? They're calling things that already are there. They are establishing what already exists if you keep calling it the way you see it. Why not call it the Bible says the way it should be? Call on the things desired and the things that God promised. 
use God's method to change what exists. Remember, this is God's chosen method. Don't forget that. This is the method that he chose. Look, he chose speak to the mountain. He chose lay hands on the sick. Look, man, I told you this. God's ways of doing things are foolish to a natural-minded man. What in the world is taking your hand and laying it on another person that's sick going to do to make sick people get well? Well, I'll tell you what it's going to do. It's going to release the system of how God said to do it. And if you believe the system, this system will work. How in the world is speaking to a mountain going to change the obstacle that is in front of me? Well, here's the thing. Why would you not do it the way God said do it? Well, because you got more confidence in the way you want to do it. But that's not where faith arises. Faith gets released and doing it in God's system. So why don't you do what God said? Use God's method. Remember, God chose this method. You can choose whatever method you want in life, but you're going to what? Have better success if you go with God's system of how to do it. There's many people that are going to say, well, you know, whatever, but I got news for you. This is how God's word works. Now, you got to start meditating these principles that Jesus gave you with calling those things that be not as though they were. Why? Because you don't want to get confused in the principles that God has given you. You have to make sure you realize to call things that be not as though they were. You know, I remember Brother Hagin said something, and he said this. It says, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was reading Romans 4, 17, and here we see God speaking to Abraham and calling him the father of many nations. And as you kind of look at this, you're going to see something. I remember him saying stuff in the beginning days of preaching the word of faith message. He said, I was teaching people how to do these things, and they were looking at me like I just fell off a turnip truck. Like, how in the world are we supposed to do this, man? You know what I mean? And I know great preachers, you know, out there saying the same thing. When they first bring in this message, calling those things that be not as though they are, and you're giving these people biblical truths, and you're trying to do this, faith always calls things which is not as though they were. He said, I'm out there teaching faith. And he said, I brought this message to everybody. They thought I was crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Can you imagine walking around telling these people, people ain't never even heard about faith, and you start telling, this is where everything, faith always calls things which are not as though they were, right? It's true. We know this stuff. Now, we shouldn't be that far removed, but the church got that far removed because, we, you know, we, we, get la- we get lazy. We get lazy in this stuff. This is the method how God chose. My God in heaven. This is how God chose. Can you, you want to see some again? Just go back to this. Go back to 1 Corinthians 1, okay? Just go back to 1 Corinthians 1, 28. Look at it in the King James. Now, I need you to see this because this is, I'm, I'm pounding these points home because I, I got to undo 50 years of your, your walking the earth looking at everything you see. I'm telling you, it's true. The unseen realm is more powerful. And the base things of the world which are despised, hath God chosen. Hath, this is God's method. Yea, the things which are not to bring the naught. This is his system. So let me ask you a question. Have you sold out to God's system yet, or are you still working yours? How's your system working out and getting you the results you want to see in life? 
until I change the way I see the word of God and pick up the system that God has given me, I'm going to get the same results. So guys, here's my thing. I'm done. This is the method that God chose, but has it become the method you chose yet? It's the method that God chose, but is it the method that you have chosen yet to call those things that be not as though they were? Or are you still calling it the way you see it? Now, I'm going to tell you something right here now. Now, this is going to be it right here. The reason why you want to call it the way you see it is we get better emotional response from ourselves and from people around us when we call it the way we want to call it. But we remove every emotional connection and walk by faith and not by sight the minute we say it like God did. So there's no more emotional connection. And I, please understand me, but we all want to have that, you know, well, you know, you don't, you don't, no, 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 no. It disconnects the emotional side, which is the soulish side, and gets you over in the spirit realm. Senses work in the soul. Senses work in the soul while faith works in the spirit. It keeps you in the right arena so you can have victory in every area of your life. So here's my question, guys. I gave you some powerful truths. I want you to run with them, but this is what I want you to know. Question and answer is this. It's God's method and it's God's system, but has it become your method and your system of walking through life? And until it does, you might not get the results you want to get, but we're learning how to do it, amen? I'm going to start calling those things that be not as though they were. I'm going to talk next week on how do I put that in position to activate in my daily life. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person watching tonight. I thank you, Lord, for blessing them, keeping them, giving them the consciousness of how to walk this out. Father, I thank you that your word is going to bear witness with their spirit and give them strength to overcome in the arenas when they want to say what they want to say and not say what you told them to say. I know it's not easy, but you sure are faithful, and you're going to teach us how to say what we need to say in every situation in life. Father, we thank you for helping us, and we thank you for the Holy Spirit walking with us, guiding us, and helping us keep a guard over our mouth and only say what you say about a matter. And as we choose to transform and say and speak and call those things that be not as though they were, we know we're going to change the world we live in and the people around us. We thank you for it right now, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said amen. Listen, guys, I'm so glad you tuned in. Don't forget, I'm going to see you this weekend. We got the one service on 1030. We're streaming 9 and 1030, and we got a special service coming up for you on Christmas Eve. Don't forget all the details. Download the app. It's out. I'm so excited about the Chris Sarner Ministries app. You can download it right now. Go to your app store right now and get it. We'll put some information up there for you as we keep going through the next couple of weeks so you can get it. We've got more resources coming to you. I love you. PL loves you. The team loves you. And we can't wait to see Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.